Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I got my cup of coffee, my Black Rifle coffee this morning, and we're talking Jesus and the celebrating the freedom that we have in Christ, and we're drinking a really good cup of coffee. So it's Jesus and coffee, coffee and Jesus. I hope you're enjoying a good cup wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast, too. We are now being heard in almost 30 different countries. We are humbled by that and overwhelmed by um, just God uh, getting this message out of freedom in Christ. And that's really what this message is and what God has done in my own life, my own journey of being a Christian since I was a young man, but really not understanding who I was, my identity in Christ, my union with Christ, uh, all of what I had in Christ uh, from that time of a young man of seven years old uh, until my mid-30s, living a Christian life that was anything but free, uh, a Christian life that was anything but uh, joyful, I would say. Oh, yeah, there were moments and times that were you know, a part of that, but... But uh, for the most part, it was me trying to earn something from God, and also in my own self-sufficient ways of thinking and and believing, uh, which were a lot of false beliefs, lying beliefs, that I was going to be able to, to, to get free of these addictive behaviors that I was struggling with. And so in all of that, God began 10 plus years ago or so, just uh, revealing some false beliefs that I had, and then revealing some inner realities that were true of me at the deepest core of who I am. And I share that message now with you, that this is true of you, whether you feel it or not, whether you're maybe even acting on it or not. Uh, and uh, these are realities. These are these are eternal, factual realities now. And not just, when I say eternal, not just eternal in when you get to heaven someday. No, these are eternally realities for you now, Christian. Brother and sister in Christ, you are now free. You are now in union with Jesus. His life lives in you. All of these things are real to you now. And that's what I want to share about. And so we went, we went just finished a series on the new heart and new creation. There's a, there's a reason why this identity is so important because, because the majority of the time, well, a lot of time, uh, we're living, we're still living as if there's two realities going on. <laughs> we're living as if Okay, yeah, I hear you, Matt. We're the, I'm the new creation. I'm in union with Christ. I'm in Christ. I've got His power in me. And yet, my responses, my behaviors still don't sure act like that, or I'm definitely not feeling like it. So the feelings uh, are all over the place. Our actions are all over the place. And so we can even it can even cause us to doubt that some of these factual realities uh, of the alreadiness of, of us being in Christ are true. You know, we can doubt that the old man is dead and gone. We can, we can uh, doubt that we're really the new creation. We can doubt that our new heart is, is brand new, and, and we start hearing messages of being wicked and deceitful and, and, and all of these kind of things. We can, we can doubt that we're not fighting a civil war against ourselves. All of these things, right? So there's kind of two types of thoughts there two types of programming, if you will, that are still there in the mind. And so I've called today the real battle because the real battle, again, as I've shared in the last few episodes, if you missed the series on the heart, I would encourage you to go back to that. But the real battle is not against ourselves. And I want to talk a little bit more about what those opponents are, what those influences, those influencers are 
to that are causing this resistance uh, against us believing we are the new hearted, new self, new creation, union with Christ, all those things that are at resistance to to those uh, those factual realities. Because so there's two types of programming. Even though we're we're new hearted, we're new creation in Christ, there are still uh, there are still lying beliefs that we have. And in this side of heaven, until we're with Jesus someday, we're still He's going to be continuing to renew our mind to the truth. I am convinced today, beyond beyond a shadow of a doubt, more than I ever have been before, that the that the real problem or the real battle for the Christian is not the battle for their heart. It's not the battle for their heart. It's to actually believe that they're that they actually are new hearted. <laughs> it's the renewing of the mind. That's the real. That's the real battle, if you will. Christ has already won the war. He's won the war over sin. He's won the war over death. He's won all of that. Now the battle is for us to believe that what he's accomplished is actually true in us. And so two types of programming, though, is still there. You know, I was this kind of may be a funny example, but I was in the car with my daughter the other day, and when I when I ride in the passenger seat, which I'll just admit I'm not a very good passenger, but when she drives, she controls the radio station. <laughs> she had a she had a station on there that I didn't really care for, and so I kind of just sneakily just kind of pushed the pushed a, a, a button to a to a different station, and she's got hey I'm dri- I'm driving I'm in control because I used to always say that when I was driving right. So I changed the programming right there in that moment. I didn't care for the songs that she was, you know, was listening to, which I as your fear of parent, you can probably relate to that, right? You don't you don't really get you know, you, you used to listen to that kind of music when you were a kid, but now you can't you, you can't really get the kind of music that your kids listen to. Uh that just happens, right? It happens to every parent, every kid. But I, I turned I was trying to change the programming. This is a very good. Ex- this I want to relate this to what's going on and what the real battle is. There's still two types of thoughts that are lying beliefs that are still there, as well as God reminding us of the truth. Remember, this is in our in our head, not in our heart. Our hearts are good. We need we need what's what's in our heart to be renewed to our head. And so there's this <laughs> in your mind. There's these. It seems like there's kind of like this. You know, I turned the channel right. It's like. I was I didn't like what I was hearing. I didn't like what I was listening to, so I changed the channel. It's very similar to us, you know. We we want on one on one set of thoughts in our minds. We we believe we have these lying beliefs that we're defined by our past, or we're defined by our addiction. Like I just I, I used to believe that I was just this is just I'm just an addict. I'm just uh, this is going to be my reality for the rest of my life. Uh, maybe you are defined by your failures. Maybe you're defined by your successes, and your identity is only in what the, your next success can be. Maybe you're defined by abuse or some type of something that was done to you, or some type of affirmities that you've had to face in your life. And so, all of these things, your background, your your all of that, maybe just flies in your face, and those thoughts are there. I just I can't overcome this. I'm still living in the past. I'm still living. In these, okay, so you begin to listen to that, you begin to buy into that, you begin to believe it. Okay, again, the thoughts and beliefs are where we're gonna respond out of. And so they become these strongholds in your thinking. They're developed. And you begin to believe this is actually what your identity is. You you it's based on this shame, it's based on your past, it's based on your own self-sufficiency or or worldly success or whatever you think you're supposed to get your worth out of. 
And so, but then there's another set of pro, there's another set of thoughts. And you know this because you, if you've been listening to this podcast, but just in, in the spirit of God in you, revealing, wait a minute, you actually are the new hearted. You are the new creation. I am in union with you. The, the spirit is in union with you. You are one with Jesus. His spirit lives in you. The power of Christ lives in you. You're never separated from God. You can't get any closer than you already are. You are fully, completely free right now. You've been set free from the power of sin. You're dead to sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. All these things. And so you're being, you're being urged, I would say, you're being encouraged by the Spirit of God to, to look at that, to think on that. Not these old habits, not these, the old failures, not the past, not the shame, not the affirmities or circumstances that you've had to deal with. You've been, you're now, the Spirit of God in you is being told you have the new heart. Your heart is new and clean, and it's in union with Jesus. And then ultimately, we our decision is to actually learn about that, to know who we really are, and wake up every day and say, yes, that's me. That's me. I'm in Christ. He's in union with me. He's got this. I'm not separated from Him. He's not over there, and I'm over here trying to figure this out. No. So... So this is what it is, right? And the, the accusations come. And so the real battle, and I want to mention two of them today, the real battle is not against ourselves, um, but there is still a battle going on. And, 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 and I would say that the, the, the core of the real battle is, is always going to be belief. The core of the battle is all, already always going to be belief. If I'm the new creation, new-hearted, pure in Christ, in union with Christ right now, then there are going to be things that are going to come at me that are going to resist, want, want me to resist that, to not believe it's true. Okay, and so the Spirit of God's always reminding me, always testifying, always saying, Matt, this is true, this is true, this is true. But I am going to have some areas of resistance, influence, obstacles or opponents. The word I use a lot of times is opponents or influence or resistance can be a word you think of. They're not me. But I can still choose to be influenced by them. I can still choose they're going to come at me, okay? And so, so this can be it for you. Two of them I want to talk about today. There's probably more, definitely more that, that are going to come at us, opponents that are going to come at us. But the two I want to talk about today are the flesh and the power of sin. And so, so again, there's two, there's two sets of programming, Right. So the flesh, I want to talk about the flesh first. We've we've mentioned this before. All right. But the flesh is those worldly coping techniques, worldly ways. The flesh again is not your old man. That was we talked about that on a previous episode. No, the flesh is still all of those ways before Christ, but now even that you're in Christ, all those worldly ways of thinking, of um of Believing of acting uh, apart from Christ in order to get life, in order to get, uh, in order to get significance, in order to get worth, in order to get uh, just you know whatever whatever identity thing you're looking for. Okay, so that's the flesh, and that's coming out of at you. And we've talked about this. Why are these some of these behaviors that you're going to so entrenched? Well, it's because these these beliefs that you have. Okay, about these things, 
that are coming in, you have a, what, what are called default behaviors. So, for example, let's just use pornography because this was mine. My, my, my belief that I had was a lying belief. It was a false belief was that this was going to give me worth. This was going to give me acceptance. This was going to give me, this is what I really wanted. And I was never going to be really free of this. So those were kind of the core beliefs in this. So when something triggered something in my life, when a circumstantial trigger came up, okay, then what happened was that false belief gets triggered Okay, a circumstance happens in my life. Okay, maybe let's just use something happened at work, and so I'm frustrated, I'm whatever. I triggered this, and so then my default behavior, which for me, one of my default behaviors was, well, I'm just going to go and escape and numb it with pornography. Okay, so that's the flesh coming at me. The flesh is still presenting this to me. That was the way that I got my needs met apart from Christ. It was my default response. It was my default behavior. That's still coming at me. Even though I'm in Christ, that still can be an influencer on me. But now that God has renewed my mind to the truth of who I really am in Christ, I can see that for what it is. When you see the opponent for who they are, you know, number one, they're not you. The flesh is not you. And number two, the power of Christ in you is greater than anything that's coming at you. Okay, so that's one example. So we give up, we give up then, as God renews my mind, we give up the, as we call the fleshly right to get our needs met in this way. I now no longer have to get my needs met through this pornography, this, 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 you know, the flesh, because Christ is meeting my needs in him, all of them right now. And I don't need to go to that. I don't need that uh, that pornography to meet this need, so I give up that fleshly right. I give up what I think I need because it's it's it was my default response. And so, as God renews your mind to this, you realize it's almost like you outgrow it. You outgrow these fleshly responses because you're trusting Christ as your life more and more. As you're choosing that, right, and God's renewing your mind to that. As you're choosing that, then you actually realize, as Romans 6 says, you're dead to that. You're dead to the flesh. You're dead to that. You don't want it. And it says, even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. That's what we're going to talk about with the power of sin, right? But this is the flesh. So you consider yourselves dead to it. There's nothing in that that I want. There's nothing in that that I need. And the flesh is nothing more than serving up a way for me to get my needs met apart from Christ. And so we think, going back to those those lying beliefs, right? Going back to those thoughts, you know, the next time those lustful thoughts come at you, there's two ways of two ways of thinking on them, right? Two ways that we're getting we're getting hammered with the temptation. We're getting hammered with. The accusations. Oh, that's just who you are. Look at what you've. Look at what you looked at. Look at what you've done. Look what, all that's coming, right? The flesh and the, that power of sin is coming at you, and it's 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 accusing you. And it's saying this is what you really want. And then at some point, we have a choice. We have a choice to focus on one of those sets of thoughts. I I, I can focus in the moment that the, first of all, those thoughts are not coming from me. 
okay? Those thoughts are coming from the flesh and from the power of sin that's coming at me. My, remember, my new-hearted, new-creation self has new desires. I want to obey God. I don't want to sin. I want to live righteously because I am righteous. And so once I know that my, inter- my, my identity is in Him, then all of this is doing is just trying to create interference in my life, resistance to that. And so that these thoughts don't originate. They're, they're coming from the flesh. They're coming from these default responses that we've had, these lying beliefs. And this power of sin is coming in. And so here's the second one. The power of sin is, I'll go ahead and just, the power of sin, again, as, as Romans said, it's, it's this power. It's this parasitic force that's coming at you. Okay? It's not you. Remember, you're dead to that power now. Okay? Remember, think of power. The power of sin is a noun. It's not a verb of sinning. Okay, the power of sin is a is a noun. It's a power. It's a force. It's a it's a parasitic uh, influence that wants to come in and it wants to, as as Romans six says, it wants to use your body to express itself out into. But you're not defined by it. You're not in sin anymore. You're in Christ. Okay, it's like it's like the the server at the restaurant. They come out and they want to bring the dessert tray out and they want to tempt you with that. That's the power of sin. There, this parasitic force that wants, okay, you, 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 you know you shouldn't eat the dessert, but here it is, right? And so, you know, especially early on in your walk of faith, if you've been a Christian for a number of years early on, you may remember this power of sin still had a strong grip on your false beliefs because you were still, just because you became a Christian, you were in Christ, the, still the renewing of the mind was going to be happening and going on. But then as God began to renew, begins to renew your mind to it and, and reveals to you your true identity, you will find, I believe this to be true, I've seen this in my own life, especially as I embrace this new identity, this new heart and new creation, me, that the power of sin will have less of an influence on me because I'm choosing to believe in the moment. I'm choosing to set my mind on what's already true of me in Christ. So as that temptation's coming, as that lustful thought's coming, you count yourself dead to it. You don't need any more spiritual growth at that moment. Go ahead and feel free to ignore that thought because it's not coming from you. Uh, the power of sin, the flesh wants to make you believe it is you, and yet it's not coming from you. Okay, uh, You can count yourself dead to it. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to take that accusation or that shame that's being presented to you, that dessert tray that's being <laughs> given to you. You you can't control necessarily what thoughts are coming at you, but you can decide what you do with them. Am I going to agree that that's really what I want? That that's what and that's how they become strongholds in our lives because we think that's what we really want. And so anytime the dessert tray is brought to us, we're just going to choose the dessert. Well, wait a minute. No, do I have the power of Christ in me to resist that? Absolutely. You have a no whole new way now that we can be thinking because next time that lustful thought comes at you, next time that the fleshly behavior of pornography comes at you, it, it comes, it's coming at you, it's not in you, it comes at you, whatever that thought may be. You are invited now to say, I'm dead to that thought. God, I'm alive to you. Sin, that power of sin does, is no longer in me. It no longer fits with who I am. It's not me. And so I can choose in that moment to say, that's not me. It doesn't fit with me. I'm not even going to think on it. I'm not going to entertain it. I'm not going to just even play around with it. 
it's just there. It's that stinking thinking that's still there that thinks I want it, I need it, um, and that's where the default behavior comes in. We're all remember we're always acting out of what we're believing. Okay, so as God begins to reveal those beliefs. And we begin to, wait a minute, maybe I can't accept the fact that I am the new-hearted, new creation, new self in Christ. And I don't really need that and want that, and I'm not going to go after that. And so now your new default setting is in Christ. You are His righteousness. Sin is just kind of strange for you because that's not who you are anymore. And that's why when you go up to it and you give in to it, you know there's like this, oh man, why did I, why did I do that? And so this transformation is happening, but you still have those influencers that are coming at you. And so it's important for us to know these opponents, but not to focus on the opponents. But once I know, okay, well, these are two really powerful influencers for me, uh, which is the flesh, okay, again, the flesh, all right, let's get into a little bit more of, okay, and, and, and the, the fact is, too, that your human spirit, that which you have a new human spirit, the centermost part of you is joined to the Holy Spirit. We've talked about this on that last, on this last series, 1 Corinthians 6, 16 and 17. I would really encourage you to, to spend some time and thought on this verse. It says, Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, The two shall become one flesh, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit. With him, you're one spirit with the Lord. And this is a great passage because in 1 Corinthians 6, he's talking about the sexual, uh, sexual immorality and all the things that we go, that we go to. Why would, I, why would I choose to go and, 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 and go, go with a prostitute? Because, because, um, because I'm one with Christ. Do I not know the union that I have with him? So the presence of God with you and in you is always there. When I know that, when that's where my focus is, then I, I can, I can, I can set my mind on that. I can choose to set my mind and believe what's already true. Again, as I said earlier, I am convinced more than ever that the that the issue for the Christian is not is not the heart. It's this renewing of the mind that we still have these fleshly ways of thinking, fleshly ways of behaving. And again, the flesh does not mean your body. Okay, if you want to look through some scriptures, I'll give you a few scriptures that you can look through on this. But the, the flesh is a worldly way to set the mind. Romans 8, 5 and 6 talk about this. Colossians 3, 2. The, the flesh is a worldly way to walk. We can walk by the flesh. We're still in Christ, but we can walk by it. Romans 8, 4. Galatians 5, 16. Another way of the flesh we can think of, worldly ways that include immorality, angry outbursts, jealousy, disputes. Okay, Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Okay, it's not your body that gets lustful or angry. It's this the flesh coming at you. It's serving it up. And the flesh, again, refers to those old stinking thinking uh, ways of coping, behavior patterns, all of that, those worldly ways that you learned and are still kind of sometimes choosing to uh, respond out of uh, while not trusting Christ. I still have the choice. Am I trusting Christ in this moment? That lustful thought comes. Okay, I believe that's what I really want. No, or do I believe that's not what I want? I'm dead to that. I'm alive to God. through. I, I get to choose. I get to choose. I get to choose and I'm dead to that. That I, that I, that I um, am, am, it's not me. 
And the source of those sinful thoughts, again, I want, you to, I want you to not take my word for it, but the source of those sinful thoughts are not you. They're coming from the flesh, the power of sin, the lying beliefs that are still there. And when you choose to believe in any given moment that you are in Christ, that you are this new-hearted, new-creation self, you can then respond out of that, out of the true expression of Christ in you. And no matter what, how you react, it's also important to know that, that you never lose this eternal connection. You never lose this union. Even though I may choose to go after the flesh and set my mind on the flesh, I'm still in Christ. I'm still in, but I can choose to walk by the Spirit or walk by the flesh. So again, this power, again, the flesh is those worldly ways of getting life apart from Christ. The power of sin, again, not the verb of sinning, but it's like, it's this noun, it's this, um, you know, the, uh, uh, one of the uh, biblical definitions of this explains this power of sin, which is called harmartia. It's the Greek harmartia. It's a governing principle, okay? It's a governing principle or power. That's personified, and it's an organized power acting through the members of the body. So it, it's an it. <laughs> it's a parasitic power. It's an it. And so, so this power, which is called sin, okay, it's it's it can live. It's it can get if we choose to agree with it and accept it. It can be, it can be lived out through the members of our body. That's why Romans six is so important. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its lust. It's an it. Its lusts. And so this power of sin, it's not who you are. It's coming from outside of who you are. You are not sin. You are not the flesh. You are unified with God's Spirit. And so we can choose then. God's going to continue to renew our minds to this. But, and when you choose to sin, you're acting like someone. It's just honestly, you're acting like someone else. You're acting out of character with who you are now. But when you choose dependence on Christ, you are truly responding out of who you really are. And so, so sure, we can still give into the flesh. We can still give into those old worldly mindsets. We can still give into the power of sin. But there is something greater in this because you've died to sin's power. You have, you've been raised up to this new life in Christ. You've been freed now to say no to the lust of this power because it's not defining you anymore. Romans 6, 7 for he who has died is freed from sin. Did you hear that? You have been freed from this power of sin. It's not you anymore. I know you think it is. I know you think that that's just that's who you are, but it's not. I mean, think about it. If, if you weren't dead to that power, that would still be your default setting. You would be thinking up new ways to sin all day long. You'd have no real answer for any of these lustful thoughts that come at you, for any of these, any type of fleshly thoughts, because you're still alive to it. You're not dead, but now you're dead to it. The good news of the gospel is that you don't have a 50-50 chance of saying no to sin. No, you have a 100% chance of saying no to sin because you're 100% dead to sin right now, and you're 100% fully alive to God right now, once and for all, even if you don't always act like it. Because of this co-crucifixion and co-resurrection that you have with Christ, you are just as dead to sin as Christ himself because he lives in you. This is the freedom that you have right now. This is how you can enjoy this um, 
power to be able to say no to sin right now. So I'm going to end with this, that persistent temptation to go to pornography, that that persistent lustful thought that comes at you, which is not you. You right now, Christian, you right now in Christ have everything you need right now to say no to it right away. To say no to it right away. You don't have to wait for more spiritual growth. You don't have to wait for your app to, to connect on your phone. You don't have to wait for your accountability partner to come in. You're dead to that thought right now. You're alive to Christ right now. Memories of that past incident flood your mind. They're coming at you. They're telling you that you're worthless. They're telling you that you're no good. They're telling that last failure that you had is, is, is coming at you. And you're like, oh, waiting for more maturity, waiting for more understanding is not necessary at that moment. Right then in that moment, you can say, I'm dead to that. The Spirit of God is going to be renewing your mind. He's the power in you. You say, Spirit, go. You, the, you fight the flesh. You fight the power of sin. And I'm going to choose to focus on you, Spirit, because I have everything I need for life and godliness. I can enjoy this freedom right now because that temptation that's just nagging me all the time doesn't ever seem to go away. I, in any moment, I can say, I can focus on the finished work of Christ and that He is in me and I am in Him. And you're de- I'm a Christian, your death to sin is over. You're not continually dying to sin. It's over. It's over. That's freedom. That is freedom. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And that's the real battle. The real battle is to believe that that's true, to believe that the death to sin, the death to the power of sin is over. To believe that I am the new heart and new creation self, that was the most challenging renewing process that God had to do in me because it sure didn't feel like it and I sure wasn't always acting like it. And I still don't. Even though I'm a long way down the road, I still don't always feel like it. I still don't always act like it. But the truth has now set me free to know that my death to sin, the death to the power of sin is over. That's what Jesus accomplished on the cross and resurrection. And that is true for you, Christian. You don't have to wait for anything else. You've got everything you need right now to resist that, to say no to that. Can you dare believe that? I'm gonna, with this question I'm going to end with, what would that look like in your life if you knew right now that you were completely dead to the power of sin? Sure, it still can have influence over you, but you're dead to that. It's not your default setting anymore. It's not the core of who you are. What would that what would that mean for you in your life as you even as you're thinking about dealing with these fleshly behaviors that you struggle with that you're dead to that power that that's no life in that for you and yeah it's been a default reaction for you but now God wants to renew your mind to the truth of who you are and what he's done to you that you can now say no to that cuz it's not you what would that mean for you in your life I believe it would mean everything for you I believe it would mean everything for you because it's freedom. It's power. The truth will set us free. The truth will set us free. I hope this encourages you today. Please reach out to us. We'd love to um, hear any feedback that you that you have. Uh, we also do one-on-one coaching. Uh, we do that on a weekly basis. If you'd like to take your own freedom journey, uh, we, we do offer that. Please reach out to us. Uh, and there's a way to reach out to us in the description. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are. 
and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.